This episode is going to be a must listen for all pet parents because we all know logically right now that one day there's going to come a day where we're going to have to say goodbye to them, right? And it's going to be really painful and really sad. And you guys know I'm going through that with Kiki right now. And um, but but what can we do mentally to prepare ourselves for that day? Hopefully there's some advice with our friend Leah on the show today. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Hello, welcome to this episode of Certified Mama's Boy. I'm glad you're here. Happy Monday. If you're listening in real time, today is the 20th of June. Uh, we're a podcast that's based in three principles. Live, laugh, love your mom. That means we live our lives out loud. We laugh a lot and we love my mom, my co-host, Nancy Yancey. Hi, mom. Hi, honey. Oh, I don't know if you get this gut singing feeling, but I'm, if you're an animal person, you know this the completely helpless feeling. It happens to me a couple times a year. At least I think most people feel this way. Or mom, you tell me how you would feel in this situation, okay? Okay. So it's a beautiful day here in Maryland. Um, I should say yesterday was a beautiful day in Maryland. <laughs> right. So I took Kiki over to Fort McHenry, which is this, it's where they fought the, which war was it, mom? I forget. One of the wars. 1776, I think. Hmm. Was I don't know. I don't know. So I thought it was uh, 1812, but I don't know. Yeah, 1812. It doesn't matter. Yeah. There's more here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, getting worse and worse now. Okay. So <laughs> I um so I took Kiki over there as I I live in my condo has a parking garage on the bottom level. And so like like, like underground, like the basement is mm-hmm. a parking garage, right? So I go I go down to my car and as I'm getting in my car, I hear the tiniest little peep. And I look over and there's a baby duck that is somehow oh. King garage. Now I know these ducks because they live, I live like near the water. Right. And these ducks right. live, um, they usually come and perch on this platform, this wave runner platform that we have near uh-huh. the condo. Right. And Oh my God, I see the rest of the damn ducks. Now as I'm sitting here recording this, cause I can see out in the water right now. Uh-huh. Here come, here comes mom and like five or six baby ducks uh-huh. behind her. As I'm talking, this is a true story. I swear to God, it's happening right now. Uh-huh. So there's, let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, ducks behind her. Okay. So this is like an hour and a half ago and I'm going to get in the car and all of a sudden I hear like the tiniest little like beep, 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 beep. And I'm like, what is that? I look over and there's this tiny duck and I don't know how old it is, but it's like, it's like handheld, you know, it's tiny. And I'm like, how, how did you get down here? Like how in the world do you even fit in down here? You know, like, yeah, I don't even know because our parking garage, they has a door and the door is like one of the retractable ones. Because obviously when it's cold, they want to try to keep it warmer in there. So keep in right. mind, basement level, you got to go drive down. There's a door that comes up for like 10 seconds when you put your key card yeah, in. Yeah, it's fast. And now, so I, so he's sitting over, he's walking through the parking lot and he's just like crying out. I'm sure he's looking for his mom. Mm. Now, I don't know if he's part of, I don't know if he got back to it or if they're looking for him. Because they're kind of like swimming all over the lake right now. The other yeah. ones that are out here right now. And I'm like, are they looking for him? So, I mean, like, what do you do? Like, what do you do? What do you do? Like, what would you have done? You couldn't catch it? I I don't think you can touch ducks. Really? I think if you touch them, they don't take them back. Like, the family, like, like, I don't, let me, let me see that. Let's type in so we can all learn together. Uh What do you do if you see a lost duck? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let me Google searches this has had before, but we're going to see. Um... 
abandoned duck, baby duck care. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. All right. Um, I don't, didn't say how like capture, but I, I thought you couldn't touch them though. Um, uh, uh, I mean, well, maybe you can, I don't know, but I, I didn't know what to do. So I was like scared if I touched them that they weren't going to take them back. So I, um, that's one of my front desk and I'm like, Hey, like, I know this sounds oh add. Um, I know this sounds weird, but there's a baby duck in the parking lot garage right now. So like, <laughs> and they call it security, which like I just don't know. But I feel bad. I feel totally bad. Just like I feel like I abandoned the damn duck. I always feel like it's my responsibility uh-huh. if I see a hurt animal or like an abandoned oh, animal to yeah. like do something oh. about it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like do you get that same way, mom? Would you or would you have, oh. well, like what have, what would you have done if you saw just a, an abandoned baby animal somewhere? Well, I think if if I could touch it. And knew that I could touch it without harming it, I would pick it up and try to take care of it. Um, I guess that depends on what kind of animal it is, what you would so do. So would you have gone to try to grab the duck? I think I might have. Oh my god, now I feel like a jerk. But I came back. But then you don't want you don't want to harm it if yeah, it's gonna like be like abandoned a, by the, the flock. Yeah, I didn't know. Like um, I had no idea. Yeah. Well, Wait. I'm sure if you tell someone in the in the uh in the building that they're going to go down and try to find it. Can you touch baby ducks? The best rule of thumb. Here we go. Here we okay. go. If you find, here's the best rule. If you find a baby bird or animal infant, it's just to leave it alone. In most ca- pa- uh, cases, the parents are nearby. Touching mm. animals can also result in diseases passing from wildlife to humans or vice versa, which you already know would be my case. I would get like the weird, ah. you know, oh, duck flu, <laughs> the extremely <laughs> rare. A variant flu. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, wait, but hang on. This says, don't worry. Parent birds do not recognize their young by smell. They will not abandon a baby if it's been touched by humans. Oh. So. Huh. Okay. Well, I don't know. maybe maybe after this podcast, I'm you gonna go have to go back downstairs now, obviously. I'm going to have to go try to save it. found it and try to put it back in the water. It reminds me of the one story I didn't tell you guys from Hawaii because I just felt like it was too sad. But maybe today, nothing worse than a death story on a Monday. Mm-mm. So I'm in Hawaii, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm driving. I forget where I was going. I was going to get dinner or something. And all of a sudden, I see like I had probably like three or four cars ahead of me. I had like commotion, like a car's like kind of swerving. I can't really tell what's happening. I'm like, it's weird. And as I get closer, I realize that somebody's hit a goat. Oh, and it is, it's like recent. Like I can tell like it just, oh. it like just happened. And yeah. that the, um, as I get closer, like this poor goat can't use its rear legs and it's just mm. sitting there crying, like just like screaming out oh. and like still sad to this oh. day about that. Like, if I think about oh. it, I'm like still sad about it. Cause oh, like, yeah. what do you do? Like, what would you, in that situation, what would you do? Mm-hmm. There's nothing worse that, 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 that under like that it gets to me than, than an animal hurt. Mm-hmm. Like it really right. like it, like it, like eats me alive. Yeah, me so too. So in, in, in the goat situation, what would you have done? Um, I would have probably tried to call animal control. Yeah, so that's what I did. Oh, yeah, I called the police because yeah. I don't really know what to do, right? So I call, right. you know, I Google. Which island was I on? <laughs> Big Island uh, <laughs> Police Department. Uh-huh. And I call and I'm like, 
they're like, Hey, it's police. And I'm like, Hey, um, I just want to report that a goat got hit. And they're like, hang on. And they put me on hold for like literally 30 minutes. And I was like, sat there. I was like, um, and then I, um, uh, finally connected me and they're like, okay, yeah, we'll go out and look for it. And I'm like, I feel like you're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're not going to go look for that goat and try to help it. But mm-hmm. when I I couldn't go back that way. I had to drive a different way because I just couldn't even handle it. But the next day I had to go that way and he wasn't there anymore. So <sighs> I don't know. I just hate when animals get hurt. It makes me oh, so no, sad. Me too. Me so too. sad. Yeah. I want to read a happy post Father's Day. I hope everyone had a good Father's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, it was um, kind of uneventful, I think, for the Yancey family. <laughs> Nobody yeah. was actually there to <laughs> – spend time yeah it was just another day at the lake yeah um so i want to read you a text that i got from jimmy mack um a couple days before father's day and i want to know if you think this was true or if let me pull it up what's that really yance fam yancey fam yance fam i don't even know we have like so many group families um Okay, this is this is from my dad. He sent this text at eleven thirteen a.m. on Friday to the the whole entire family, and I want to know what you if you would have like bypassed this. I I feel like this is a trick. Um, <laughs> said hi guys. I hope all is well, which is like already. What if you start with I hope all is well? I'm already feel like you're you're bullshitting me. You know what I mean? Like I'm already on to you just a little bit. Said I wanted to tell my children that I don't need any kind of Father's Day gathering. Okay, <laughs> uh-huh. I still get positive. I still get positive thoughts from our time together when Nancy was in New York. Which, okay, I'm not wasn't there, but that's fine. So the only <laughs> thing I need is a text message telling me how great I have been uh, as your father, and then a laughing uh-huh. emoji. Uh-huh. <sighs> and like I read that, and I'm like, I feel like this is a trap. Yeah. I feel like you ever have people in your life that like you feel like just throw those things out there because <laughs> they want to like throw you off because a little they really bit. Do want a lot yeah. of attention? <laughs> yeah. What mom? Where? Where? Because he's never sent a text like that before, and so yeah. I really didn't know where it came from. Yeah. Well, I, you know, he he does like attention. You know that. <laughs> but I mean, honestly, he said that to me a couple of days before he sent that text. He was like. If any of the kids ask, you know, everybody's busy. Of course, Stephen can't be here. And Maggie and John, they, oh, I said, they're going to be in Augusta. Oh, yeah, they're in Augusta. And I said, and Brian won't be here. He's at the forest. Brian's at the forest. I mean, they've got their lives. I don't want them to feel obligated to come do anything for me or anything. And I said, well, that's good because that's probably how it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> and we both do agree on that. That we don't really want you all to stop your lives, your busy lives, to come be with us on a particular day. You well, know, we can be together when we can be together. Yeah. I mean, like, he would never have expected you to fly from Baltimore for Father's Day. And, yeah. you know, Maggie and Brian did have to go to Augusta this weekend because their dog was there from their vacation. I just um, never know with him, you know. No, I never know if it's no, like sincere or like genuine. if it's that was genuine. So we really left Maggie, my sister. In case you're new, mm-hmm. we call her Drum Maggie on the podcast. Who <laughs> she hadn't been here in a while. We have to get her on soon. Yeah, um, she's very dramatic, but somehow she <laughs> got placed in, in charge of the Father's Day gift issue. Usually, usually one of them take charge because they can just get something, and then I Venmo them, you know. Right. Um. 
So my sister, she went in, she's like, she texted, she's like, Hey, I think that dad really wants a pair of flip flops mm-hmm. for father's day. That's like all he really wants. And we were, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, well this is, <laughs> this is easy. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, could be painless enough. <laughs> and so she's like, okay, I'm just going to get these. And she sent a picture. I'm like, okay, cool. Sounds good. And she's like, I'll just Venmo request you. And I'm like, how much to def- like, how much could flip flops possibly cost? <laughs> okay. Like, uh-huh. honestly, how much could flip flops possibly cost? Uh-huh. I was like, Oh, was it like $10 a piece or something? You know, like even uh-huh. expensively. I remember I bought a pair of rainbows and, you know, uh-huh. fairly expensive flip flop. Like I remember, uh-huh. God, I remember this day. I remember, I can like remember this feeling. Exactly. Rainbows were $55. Uh-huh. And I was like, $55. <laughs> like, it's like it's like one eighth of a shoe. Uh-huh. <laughs> like fifty five dollars. Emma, I was talking to one of my friends at the time, and she was like, "Well, you know, you'll have them forever," which is true. I actually was wearing them today. So, like, this uh-huh. was back in probably twenty eighteen. So I've had uh-huh. them, you know, probably four years. They are, by the way, apps. They are. They will be what takes me out of this world. Like I will die <laughs> because of these flip flops because uh-huh. there's literally zero tread left on these things. Yeah. And now I'm like I'm paying fifty five dollars. I'm, I'm gonna like wear a hole in these things. But there's no <laughs> tread. Like every like, I slip on these things probably every day. Like what happens is I'll go to clean up Kiki's pee and I gotta spray her stuff oh. down. Like I gotta spray the spray and have to let it sit for five minutes. Uh-huh. So I'll go and I'll spray it and then uh-huh. I'll like forget about it. I'll like, leave it there and forget about it. And I'll come back like two minutes later and like I'll slip on it because. <laughs> It's like there's literally no tread left on these things. Um, well, you should have asked for that for your birthday. I kind of forget about it until like I almost slip and die. And then I'm like, I need to get some new ones. <laughs> oh, and then I forget about it again. I, don't, I really oh, don't want to buy new ones. Like They're so expensive. So yeah, I'm thinking, I'm like, gift. how much can flip flops cost, right? Yeah. Because I, yeah. I, I thought I had like the the top of the top when it came to Because what, what, what is a flip flop? Like, what is a flip flop? What They're is a flip flop? time now. They're just I mean, a piece a, of rubber with a little band on the top. With a little strap. Uh-huh. With a little strap. Uh-huh. That's it. Uh-huh. That's all there is to a flip flop. Can should not be should not be that expensive. Mm-mm. So then Maggie Venmo requests me and it's $25. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> were those $75 flip flops? $75 flip flops. <laughs> Like I bought dad a pair of shoes for Christmas. Those all birds. And those were a hundred. That's a whole shoe. <laughs> I know, exactly. <laughs> and these were $75. Oh, wow. wow. For some flip flops. Well, I'm sure he'll love them. Did you know about this? Did you know that she was looking at these expensive no. ass flip flops? Like this, I think this is also why I am not put in charge of the gifts. <laughs> Because you know, you I would have gotten those ones like those little plat, like you know, little um, foam. Ten dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Foam <laughs> bottoms with like those plastic ones that always come undone. Uh-huh. You know, constantly. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's good. We could have gotten, you know, we would have paid. Could have bought three pair. Three fifty. We paid three fifty a piece. You know, <laughs> have that thing done. $75 flip-flops. Like, God. No, they're expensive what are we? What kind of world are we living in? It's crazy. Well, that'll yeah. probably be the last pair he ever has. That'll probably last him Let's, 20 years. I hope so. I can't afford another <laughs> one. That's all he's going to get, you know? That's going to be it. That's all he's going to get. All right. Oh. Welcome back to the week. we got a brand new week of shows. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. We will get mm-hmm. to our quote for today, Mom. Okay. It's from Paulo Coelho. There is only one thing that makes a dream impossible to achieve, the fear of failure. 
Yep. That's it. We're our own worst enemy. We think we can't, we can't, we think we can, we can. Got to have that mindset right. You can't let fear block you. Fear is paralyzing. Um, So if you have a dream, do everything you can to make it come true, but don't let fear hold you back. Deep question for a Monday, but go with me here. Sorry, this show is deep. I didn't think we were talking about dying animals and crushing dreams, but uh, (laughs) New Year of those, by the way, were on the the list (laughs) when we started today's podcast. (laughs) Yeah. We have a list. <laughs> mental list. <laughs> rough oh, outline. Rough oh, mental outline of where the show is going to go. See, I was going to say, if that's anywhere other duck. than your head, no. I'd love for you to share uh-uh. it with me. <laughs> Father's Day was on there. That was about the only thing was on the brief actually talked about today. <laughs> okay. Oh, no, and the hurting myself. Those are both on there. The baby okay. duck was an unexpected bonus. Okay. <laughs> um, by the way, I'm going to go look for the baby duck today. Like when we're yes, done with I this, I'm going to go back downstairs and go look for that duck. Now I, I know I can you. touch it. I can go yes. rescue it and be a. Yes. Take a little box or something. Be a hero. That you can hold on to it because it'll be scared and try to jump and fly. Yeah. It's tiny baby little duck. It's a tiny little guy. No. Not even like the cute feather. You know, they get they go like the cute feather stage or they get like really fluffy. Not even there yet. Just tiny baby duck. Oh. Um, okay. Yeah, take him back down. Put him in the water. Here's a question. Kind of deep. Okay. And I got to be careful because I'm in contract season and I don't know who listens to this podcast. So I need to be really careful. Mm-hmm. But do you Probably think no that, one other than Tom there? <laughs> I don't know. Tom, <laughs> I don't think Tommy listens to this. Um, do you think that corporate America makes you feel like you can't succeed? I think they could if you let them. But do you feel like that's like the culture? And maybe this is only a radio thing. So I don't know if this is everyone's mm-hmm. experience or not. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, and this is just very much a broad sweeping radio story right now. This is nothing <laughs> particular. But radio, because no matter where I've been, this has pretty much been exactly how contract negotiations go. It's basically mm-hmm. like, we think you're great, <laughs> but not that great. but not as great as you think you are yeah 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 yeah. you're such a valuable you're such a value you know you get oh man we love you like like there's this this joke with millennials where it's like pizza party right like (laughs) no raises no benefits no nothing but we're gonna give you guys a pizza party every six months (laughs) like no we want a damn raise like right um do you think, though, that that's kind of how it goes when you work in corporate America? Is they don't want you to feel like you can reach your dreams? Mm, I would hope not. Okay, I mean, hope is one certainly, thing. Certainly, I know, certainly not good leaders. I mean, good leaders want you to strive to be your best and want, want to support you in any way they can. Now, how many are there? How many are good leaders there? Probably a lot of bad leaders versus good ones. But, you know, a good leader of an organization will want you to excel. But do they? Does anyone, I'd like to actually have a real conversation about this this week. Hmm. And feel free to call us about like, do you feel like in your company that your company really wants you to excel? Because here's the problem. When you start to excel, Mm -hmm. they have to pay you more. Yeah. And they know that. Yeah. So I feel like they, you know, 
you know, maybe this is very different. I don't, I don't know what other, and all I know is radio, you know, like that's, except for I did it. But in your case, I mean, the company is going to make more money if you excel. Right. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. I feel like no matter where I've been, no matter where I've been, when contracts Uh have come around, Uh it's always been like, well, you're not doing really good enough. Like you're not Uh really, we don't really see you as that valuable of a, of of a player, you know? Uh Um, Hmm. well, you know, this, this could be like, uh, again, it doesn't matter. This is literally any radio negotiation I've been in. Mm-hmm. It's never like, hey, what are your goals? We see you as a valuable asset, you know, a, a valuable player. Uh-huh. Like, it's just always like, oh man, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh shucks, man, look at that. Like, you excelled in all these other categories, man. But the only one that we care about, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> it's this one little minuscule thing that we can't say is like our thing. You know what I mean? Like, I know that you excel like a ton, but like, <laughs> come on. Like, are you really the best of the best? I mean, not really. So let's just get out there. Let's hustle. And then maybe in a couple of years, we'll talk about like a financial increase. Mm-hmm. Y'all, no matter where I work, what company I work for, it's literally that way. It's like, oh man, we were in 30th place when you got here. Well, <laughs> That's a shame that we're in fourth because if you were top three, you probably could have like found some money for it's you. Never quite good enough. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man, yeah. you're number one. Well, you've only been number one for four months. If it was only six months, <laughs> you know, that's really what it showed us that like you're like got geez. some sustainability. Oh, you know, my God, it's oh, like my what? God. Like I don't know. I just, I'm starting to get the idea because mom, go back to our quote. I'd like to really, I'd like you to think about that and really tell me what you think because maybe your business is different. Whatever you work in, like, do they really see you as like a mom? Give me the quote one more time. There is only one thing that makes a dream impossible to achieve: the fear of failure. But I almost just wonder if. That's just kind of corporate America is they don't want you to feel like you're that great hmm. because well, they know they do. If you, if they, if they make you feel like you're great and that uh-huh. you're excelling that like uh-huh. they have to then pay you for that. That's right. As well. They should. Yeah. I hope, radio, they just I, fire hope my, you. <laughs> I hope my employees never question that about me. Well, how did you, I how said, did you do that? How did you base their, their growth? Like, let's say somebody, you know, I don't know how you guys, because I'm, I'm under contract. So every time a contract comes right. up and we kind of reevaluate, right? It's so like, different. how did you, how did you assess people's growth within Rainbow Village? My mom used to run a nonprofit. Nonprofit's obviously different, but right. Um, well, how did you assess on, that? Based on, well, they would always do a self-assessment and then I would do the same written assessment and then we would compare notes. And I thought that was a great way to do it because, you know, um, we could we could understand each other and talk to each other and really express ourselves. And I could state, you know, from my view, how the person was doing. And yeah. they would say from their view how they thought they were doing. And then I always gave, I always gave all my staff as much as I could. Now in nonprofits, when the years were slim, that might be 3%. And, and it was honestly never more than like, a good year on average was 5%, right? Yeah. Unless you got a promotion. Right. um, Yeah. And I mean, unless somebody had done something absolutely horrendous, I mean, everyone got got an increase, no matter how hard the times were, because people are valuable. And, And I always felt valued. 
I mean, I always felt supported. So what happens if like somebody was really excelling? Yeah. And like they deserve more. Maybe they were making, let's just say for ease of numbers, Mm -hmm. $50,000. And then you were like, well, the most I can give you is 5%. So Uh that's an extra, what, $2,500. Uh-huh. And like they were like, well, I can go, you know, like maybe I can go work over here for like, you know, $60,000. Would you be like, okay, well, cool. Bye. I would encourage them to go elsewhere if they thought that was better for them. Okay. Honestly. And I couldn't do it. Yeah. Because I would want them to do what's right for them. You know, I want people to feel good about where they work and uh-huh. why they're mm-hmm. there. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, it's probably a wuss. I wonder. I'm now that I'm retired. <laughs> I should go back and ask the, you know, staff that if you're a wuss. Yeah. What well, what was I really like? That might be horrifying. <laughs> this is interesting for us to talk about how, you know, different industries handle employment and like raises and everything well, else, it's, you know? it's different. Yeah. It's different cultures, yeah. you know, yep. It's yep. just different cultures. I, I think that in health and human services, you have more humanitarians, if you will, than entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, that's a whole different. They're not really thing. in it for the money. They're like, I want to get rich off this rainbow village. <laughs> right. Off <laughs> these poor homeless people paying yeah. their fees. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's probably not the business to get in to get exactly. rich. Exactly. All right. Today's podcast sure. is brought to you by Cozy Earth. Love my Cozy Earth sheets. I did a lot of sleeping this weekend, man. I did, but I did and I didn't. Like, I had one of those weary weekends where I just kept, I mean, every day I woke up at between four and 4 30, which is, there's nothing more defeating than rolling over on a Saturday morning and it's four o'clock in the morning. It's very sad. It's very sad. <laughs> uh, but when you're in the world's softest bedding, it definitely makes it better. We talk about Cozy Earth a lot, and I want to make sure that you get on this because I don't know how long this offer is going to be around for our friends over at Cozy Earth. I don't honestly, I don't know how long their how their long their deal is with us. So I want to make sure that, like you get a chance to get these sheets because your life needs these sheets. They are Oprah's favorite things. Okay, four years in a row, so it's a big deal. They use bamboo to make their sheets, and my mom, mom, actually, why don't you give your review because you slept on these for a week? What do you oh, think about? Oh my gosh, it's like sleeping on a cloud. Yeah, they're so soft and silky and light. Oh my goodness, they're fabulous. They are definitely the nicest sheets I have ever slept on. So comfortable, without question. And, and the reason I'm, I'm kind of making this feel urgent is because we only have uh, you this um, offer to get forty uh, percent off is limited. So, and it's the best offer they've got. It's forty percent off site wide, and they don't do nobody else gets. Well, that's not true. Their employees get forty percent off site wide, but other than that, nobody else gets forty percent. So, like you, basically, you our friends of the upside, and I think one other podcast. That's it. So. I really want to make sure that like you're you're like taking advantage of this offer. Go to cozyearth.com for the world's softest sheets and loungewear, okay? You get the 40% off by using the promo code Kramer40. What I say for the math is, because this will kind of help you out when it really comes down to it, is like take that dollar amount of whatever your sheets are. And because I mean they're luxury sheets, they're gonna be a little bit more than going to like Target or whatever, mm-hmm. right? But, but worth it. Totally worth it. Totally mm-hmm. worth upgrading, right? Mm-hmm. So with you, uh, you get forty, uh, you get forty percent off. Plus, you get ten year warranty. So, like, take that price, subtract forty percent, divide it by ten, and that's how much you're going to pay every single year to sleep on the world's softest sheets. I think it's totally worth it. CozyEarth.com promo code is Kramer forty. CozyEarth.com promo code Kramer forty. 
All right. Um, so how do certified fans really quick before we get to Leah? Mom, you want to explain certified fans? Sure. They're the wonderful people that support us um, financially with $6 a month. They become members on our Facebook page. Just so fun. It's so fun. I feel like everyone on that page is my family. It's so great. Yeah. Um, they get discounts on merch. They get bonus mama texts. They're the first in line for anything exciting that's going on. And they get a shout out on a show. Yep. So when we have somebody new, we still need two more people this month. Two more people. Uh, so hopefully you'll you'll consider it. And uh, know that you're supporting your one of your favorite podcasts, hopefully. And mm-hmm. uh, it's yeah, it's six bucks a month. It ain't nothing, you know. But it really, mm-hmm. with hundreds of people supply, uh, supporting it, we can, you know. Keep uh, it going. Keep it going. So consider yeah. it. And then text the word FANS, F-A-N-S, to 888-Kramer8. You can find out more about certified fans. And We've been in the high numbers recently. Today's certified fan is 378. 378. Mm, we have. Lisa C. Lisa C. from Goodyear, Arizona. Okay. Lisa C. has been with us since uh, June of 2021. Actually, Lisa, it's coming up on wow. your one-year anniversary. Wow. This that's week. That's awesome. That's so, Lisa, cool. on Friday will be your uh, Friday. Yeah, Friday will be your one-year anniversary with us. So, yeah, thank you so yay. much. Really appreciate you, Lisa. That's so good. It's amazing. So, uh, for Lisa, our certified fan of the day, this is your bonus whoop whoop. Yes, whoop whoop to Lisa C. In Arizona, and we're so grateful for you. Yes. And if you want to be a certified fan, text the word FANS to 888-Kramer8. And, Mom, that's going to do it for you today. I love you. Okay, honey. Love you forever. Okay, pet parents. Let's get into this. Um, Monday, we do something called Mental Health Monday, and that is my friend Leah who hops on with us. And she is a therapist in San Diego. And we just talk about things you might talk about with a therapist, right, Uh, and mental health and why it's so important. Now, if you're new to our podcast, you probably know this, but I've got a, a near 14-year-old Chihuahua. Her name is Kiki, and Kiki's had a heart condition now for almost four years. Uh, August will be four years. And I am in that phase where, like, I know it's coming, but I don't know when. Like, it's not yeah. recording. I mean, hell, this, I don't know. This could, It changes almost, like. By the hour, I was telling Leah, it literally changes. Like one hour, she's fine. The next hour, she's not. And I'm like, what? Um, the, but like these these days leading up are like really, really painful. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk to Leah today about the final days with your pet and all of the feelings that come with that. And like, what do you do? Like, what 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 can me slash anyone? Because eventually, if you're a pet owner, yeah. Just it's gonna happen. It's the inevitable. We all know it's coming. We forget about it until it's here. Yeah. Uh, um, but I want to talk to Leah kind of with some coping things when it comes to is is a coping the right word for that coping? I guess coping, right? Like coping get- or I mean, yeah, coping. How do you manage manage the mortality? Like you know, <laughs> the mortality of your pet. It's thought. Yeah. I mean, but that's that's basically what it is, right? So yeah. let's talk through this, Leah. I. <laughs> No, I get it. I get it. And I've had a bunch of clients, you know, go through that. And it's one of those things where I don't, I'm validating and we talk about how they're feeling and we talk about ways to generally cope, but there's like nothing you can really say or do to make, make it better. Yeah. Um, I like, 
I've gotten tearful when someone's lost, like, and I, I'm, I don't like get, I don't like cry like excessively, you know, when with any of my, like, I don't cry, but like, it, it's hard with pets when people, when clients lose their pets or are about to lose their pets. It's like, I get it. Cause I don't think, I think a lot of people that don't have pets or maybe were raised with pets in a different way <laughs> where it's not like your child, it's really hard to understand it. And mm-hmm. it's, they're like family, honestly. They're yeah. like your soulmate. It's really freaking weird. Like, you know, I mean, I've had, if I, when I think about this, I was, t- I was telling my friend the other day, she has like a maybe 10 year old. And I was like, I have had Kiki longer. And this sounds, this is going to sound really shitty, but just go with me here. I, I've had Kiki longer than you've had your kid. And like, imagine like your kid just dying. And yeah. I, it's, it's way, and listen, it's way different. I get it. But it's somebody that's, it's not like I've just had her for a year or two. Like she's been a big part of my life now for and lots of like part of different like seasons of your life. Yeah. And she's, she's been the consistent, right? So it's, it's, that's what I was going to say. Lucy's been through, you know, been with me through thick and thin. She's been my girl this whole time. And Lucy is 12, right? Lucy's 12. So I look at her every day into her sweet old lady eyes and I just, it's hard. It's so yeah. hard. I actually, last week, I it was like, yeah, it was last week. I was walking her and just got started getting tearful because she's yeah. she doesn't walk as well anymore. So I'm more aware of her. Like she has arthritis, so she's very achy. So we have to like be very careful when we walk. Like some days she wants to walk more than others. Other days she pulls back. Like I'm done. Like we just needed to go out and just right go potty right. and back. So no, I get it. It's really tough, and I think. Well, I think the first thing I want to say is like, I don't think there's really anything that can make that pain less painful. Like, I I just feel like it's with any grief and loss. It's, it's really, really hard. And I don't, I think we, a lot of us really struggle with those emotions that are unpleasant. And I think the first thing, and I think we've talked about this before, is just letting yourself just be like, it's shitty. It's crappy. It's terrible. It's, there's nothing great about it. Um, So I think, like allowing yourself to feel is super important, you know? And then I think what's hard with Kiki, like you're saying, it's like day to day, you never know, but I think it's just take it one day at a time and like appreciate the moments you have when you're with that person um, or dog. Right. And right. Yeah. There's always that. And, and uh, you do take it into <laughs> a different like, perspective. Right? That. Yeah. <laughs> thanks Lee. This has been an absolutely worthless episode. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, but I, you know, I think that you definitely, because this, this obviously when I posted about this on my social media, uh, it, very relatable to a lot of people, right? Like a lot of people have been through this. A lot of people are yeah. going through this or have to go through this or whatever. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I got a lot of outpouring. And that's what a lot of people were saying was like, obviously appreciate the time you have, uh, which is obviously, yes. Like I, at least I, I know some people, I feel so bad for people that like yeah. whose dogs pass away because they got hit by a car or like a sudden yeah. something. Like I know that I'm given the gift of knowing that this is winding down. Right. Yeah. So that's alone. It's a gift in itself. Right. I just didn't know if there's anything else. You know, I was watching something the other day and I forget what this was, uh, but it had nothing to do with dogs dying per se, but it was talking about how animals don't mourn other animals as hard as we do because they have such a better grasp on reality when it comes to like the circle of life. It's almost like they expect, you know, that like animals or animals are going to die. Whereas we, (laughs) we just really, we suffer with the idea that things are going to pass away, even though we know they're going to, right? Like we, the idea of death to us is so terrible 
that we avoid it at all possible cause where in, in reality, it's all going to happen. And what we do is we pump ourselves or our pets or whoever, like full of pills, you know what I mean? Like medicine, medicine, like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta stay alive as long as you, I gotta stay alive long as even possible. I gotta stay alive. Gotta stay alive. Gotta stay alive. My pets gotta stay alive. You know, Kiki's on 11 pills a day, 11 oh. pills a day. I feed her every day, you know? Um, Sweet Kiki. And, then, and sometimes I'm just like, why, like, why do we, why do we have such a hard time? I mean, accepting death. That's a, I mean, that's a bigger, that's a bigger, oh, boom. How about that? I just took this conversation to the next level. I mean, I think, well, so, um, uh, a leading expert in the field of grief and loss is David Kessler. He actually has a bunch of books out. Um, his, his Instagram page is, I think it's, it's the David Kessler. I want to say he's really great. Um, he's very, he does all these trainings and, um, has, does all these um, speaking events about grief and loss, including like just bigger, bigger life events um, that you've touched on. But um, what he says, and I really liked what, how he phrases it is that your relationship with the, with a loved one who's deceased, including an animal, it changes. So it's not that they're gone, but the relationship changes. So you have the memory, you have a different type of relationship with them. You know, they're, in a better place. They're mm. not, they're not suffering anymore. So the relationship with them changes. It's sad. You're grieving the relationship that you had right in the, right. In the physical life, but the relationship changes. So you, just reminding yourself, you still have this relationship with that, yeah. that person or okay. pet. I really like that. Cause I feel like it, we still have the memories, right? Like Kiki and Lucy will still be with us in those moments that were really tough, you know, prior to them passing. And so, I mean, obviously again, we're not saying that sugarcoating anything and saying, sure. And that's what I don't want to do is I I don't like, I don't want to use because no matter what the emotion is going to be there, it's a loss. I know I'm going to be wrecked when it happens, even though I know it's like, and I know I can sit here, I can pump my brain full of, thank God for this. Thank God for that. Um, but I also want to be able to feel both of those, right? I just don't want to sugarcoat it and not go through the pain, the grief, Uh, Even as I think like, as you and I have talked about like preparing ourselves for their, their passing since they were like, you know, puppies, like literally being like, I don't know what will ever happen when you leave. (laughs) Like, you know, know. do that from very early on. It doesn't, it won't make up for the pain. I think we all try to prepare for these things, but just like any other crisis or life event that's difficult, like grief or loss, it doesn't make it any easier. So I think another thing to think about is like, instead of, again, like I know we, we want to be prepared. We're humans. We want to feel like we have control over everything. Yeah. I think it's almost better every day to really acknowledge that we're feeling sad and there maybe grief is already happening if we know we're going to lose them soon, but also really just focusing on the here and now, because it's not going to make it any easier. That's true. Well, Leah is a therapist is what she does. Are you a therapist? Yeah. Yeah. You're a therapist. (laughs) You've been calling Especially me, my therapist friend. Wouldn't it be yeah. funny if I wasn't a therapist this whole time? <laughs> I'm like, just kidding. I'm like, I don't have a license. I'm just coming on here pretending. <laughs> Who cares? They'll fall for anything. We're just telling me you're a therapist. They'll believe it. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm very much licensed. Yeah, she's a light. But like, well, y'all have different. Y'all have different like letters after your. Yeah, I'm a. Title, so I never know like which one's which, but whatever. But we're all. We're all license to practice well not all of us but like yeah certain licenses you practice therapies i'm a licensed clinical social worker but i'm a licensed therapist yeah you are yeah, yeah you are yeah um leah's got a a new ebook out that how about this if you like mental health monday 
uh, even maybe, maybe you're not dating right now. If you're dating, it's great. It's perfect for it. But maybe you know somebody that is, you want to give yeah. us a gift. Um, and this obviously just supports our friend Leah, you know? So she she does this free of charge. So <laughs> please buy her ebooks. So I'm not going to pay her to do this. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> Leah. You can wait. Okay. Off, the name. The name. Oh, <laughs> so my book is called Dating Made Easy. You can find it on Amazon Kindle or my website, hertrueempowerment.com. You can also find me on Instagram at hertrueempowerment for a link to my ebook. Um, the one on my website is super fun. It has like a link. You can click the link to all the cool features on my website too. And um, it's. I think that's a preferred way. But if you have a Kindle, you can get it on Amazon. One thing that we did not mention on today's show, or yeah, a Friday show, is um, is happy happy Juneteenth. Uh, it is now a federal holiday. That is today is the federal holiday. I think Juneteenth was actually no Juneteenth was yesterday, but today is a federal holiday of Juneteenth. Some of y'all may not be at work today, uh, but I really think a lot about Juneteenth recently. Um, I think you know honestly, I didn't really even know what Juneteenth was until 2020. And there was really like the George Floyd thing. And then I think it kind of came to the forefront of how important Juneteenth really is when like this was kind of the unofficial end of slavery. If you don't know the story, let me give you like the this is a really summed up version of Juneteenth just so they were all kind of aware. Actually, Miguel and I did a great episode on I think it was like episode 48. If you want to go back and listen to it from last year. Uh, or I guess two years ago now. So Juneteenth basically um, slavery was abolished, but you know, slaves didn't really get the news. They didn't, they couldn't just like go on social media and see, Oh, okay, cool. We're not slaves anymore. So in Texas, there was uh it, was, it had been a couple of years, I think maybe two or three years and slavery had been abolished and they were uh, still working as slaves. And uh, they find, I forget who arrived, forgive me because I'm, this is a very uneducated version of the story. Uh, finally arrived and let them know that they were free. And that was the very last group of slaves that were finally free, even though slavery had been abolished. So, uh, it's a big day. It's actually a really special day if you think about it. Um, I very, very special day. I can't imagine. Like, I spent a lot of Sunday thinking about just how crazy slavery was. Like, what? Ugh. So today is actually a super happy day. That chapter was over. Awful chapter. Uh, so happy Juneteenth. Thank you for listening to our show today. Really appreciate it. We're back tomorrow with a brand new Ask My Mom. Love you. Goodbye. Okay. That's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.